saying what you mean. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am your host, Jeff. And I'm the other host, Jake. What it mean? Just getting ready for turkey season. Turkey season, dude. So technically this comes out on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you guys as listeners. Oh, absolutely. I didn't put that on my list, but that should <laughs> definitely be on my list. So to give context, we uh, we Jeff sent me uh, a message today that had a bunch of questions about Thanksgiving and what th- we're thankful for. And I immediately screwed up. So he <laughs> sent me like a, I'm guessing it's a screenshot yeah, of a Word uh, document. Uh, yeah. Okay. So on I on the iOS, it cuts off like the top of any yeah. screenshots that you see. So all I saw was things that you are thankful for in your life. Right. Well, it wasn't until we were just sitting down to record that I... Hit, like one like, second ago. <laughs> like, I, I looked at it and like I scrolled, like I clicked on the picture to mm-hmm. enlarge it. So while we're talking about this, I have a frame of reference and I pulled down and I said, it, and then it looks top 10 things. Yes. I did not come up with 10. <laughs> so while Jeff is going over his 10, I will be quickly jotting down right. a few extra things. Um. So, so it kind of took me a little while just to kind of talk these 10 things out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, man, I'm not really sure. I'm sure there's things I'm forgetting, like the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but Jen was like, um, she goes, you know, Jake's going to say something and you're going to go, oh, yeah. And I said, um, kind of like the uh, the clubs when you forgot to say the club sandwich on your top foods. Mm hmm. And then I was, she was like, you should put that on your top 10 is club sandwiches. Because that's what I had for brunch today. Did you really? Duh, dude. Oh, dude, that's why we're friends. I don't eat anything but club sandwiches. Club sandwiches are the best. <laughs> Do you like avocado? No. Of course you don't. <laughs> but I got avocado <laughs> a, on the I'm, side. I'm a very, just, yeah. just give me the basics. Well, California clubs, dude, those are baller. I never well, had one. If you don't like avocado, you're not well, going to get know. one. I just have never had one. Well, you don't like avocados. So, so I, I wouldn't <laughs> have a California club. <laughs> but it, they no. make it on like, well, this place I go to, they have like a ciabatta bread. Mm-hmm. And I like it, but it's just like it's too like, it's too messy because the tomato with the avocado and everything's slipping all over the place. Because so. the ciabatta doesn't have any give. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's very, it's, it's too structured. Right. We were talking about this, like the perfect club bread mm-hmm. is got to be like a sturdy sourdough. Yes. Ciabatta has got too much of like the, the top part is, is too much. Right. Like you can't really like. Squish, squish down, and squish keep everything, club, everything, keep right. everything together. Um, See, we, we got the science here. Yeah, man. it is a science. This is the kind of this is the kind of radio you guys have come to expect from <laughs> us. Um, so yes, I have a list of questions, just kind of Thanksgiving theme because I think it's interesting. Um, just the whole holiday. I mean, uh, aside from the history of the holiday, yeah. which I'm not going to get into. No, but I don't need to. Just the idea of a hall. I kept, you know, in my research and looking for questions and things to discuss. It is interesting that there's a whole holiday based around giving thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, in even modern times, it just it molds into more of a more more of that's what it is focused on is is Thanksgiving. I think. Um, so, I have a make a top ten list of things that you are thankful for in your life. Um, so, number one. Um, I okay. I have these in one to ten. Is this in order or no. is just okay? Which I want to emphasize. It's like the <laughs> Bill of Rights. Right. There's no for the Ten Amendments are not listed are not listed in order of importance. Right. Exactly. Yes, Everyone good. is important, um, but everything is not equal. But everything is equally important. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. No, okay. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So number one is overall health. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm makes- a I'm a big guy, but I'm 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 alive, so I gotta be thankful for that. Yeah. Um, number two is family, not just my family, but you know Jen's entire family. They're all awesome and super supportive of everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful for all of them. Number three is my friends. I love my friends. Um, you have a good group of friends. I do have a very good group of friends, um, and every single one of them. You're included in that, Jake. <laughs> Not just the man trip friends, but you know, I I do have a lot of different personalities and a lot of different friends um, that I think are all just great in their own way and always there for me mm-hmm. in a different way for different things. It's cool. Um, number four. Now, this is, I think, a very broad or very general thing to be thankful for, but I get into it. I have a little bit of specifics um, that I have listed here. But I'm very thankful for opportunity. Okay. So I have, you know, you and I were just discussing before we recorded the very personal things that I'm going through. Yes. Um, Despite how trying those personal things can be, I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to explore options in in those ventures. That's really not something you would think about, but that makes total sense. Right. Yeah, that's a good thing to be thankful for. Instead of just viewing every every roadblock... This is what, how I my analogy is like. Instead of just viewing it as constantly hitting roadblocks, I just I view myself as on a, a path, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm keep taking detours that I think are going to get me to where I need to be on that path, but it, it always just kind of loops back to the path. It's just a minor detour. Mm-hmm. It's going to make our lo- our journey journey a little longer, but it was worth the shot. That opportunity to try that detour is what I'm thankful for. Um. I'm I'm thankful for my opportunity to have gone to school to go to college. I am very thankful for the opportunity to record a podcast and to have a partner in the podcast who is as committed as I am, which I think is very hard to come by. I've been talking to a friend recently who wants to start a podcast and he's like, hey, uh, so my buddy, he wants to start a pod or I really want to start a podcast with my buddy. And I keep texting him and he's just like being flaky and not really like committing. And I'm like, that is not someone you want to start then, a podcast yeah, with. Yeah, then just just end it at that point. Like, <laughs> exactly. Just go find someone different. Yes, you will find somebody who's like, he was like, would you be interested in doing it with me? I said, yeah, that'd be fun, dude. Yeah. If my answer is absolutely, okay, that's somebody you want to start a podcast <laughs> with. If your answer is, well, nah, um, anyways, I'm busy this week. It's like, okay, that is not somebody you move forward with because no. there's no commitment there. They're no, just, and, and for how much work it, it exactly. does this take, I don't think people realize, even for like this podcast, right. like how much work you and I like oh, put yeah. in. Oh, yeah. And, and it's it, you need someone. You have to have right. somebody. It's a necessity. Exactly, and so. constantly working with schedules and, and, and sacrifices. There are sacrifices made every oh, yeah. time we try to... I was half hour late today. <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm very thankful for this, um, the radio show, and having the opportunity to create something that's more educational um, that hopefully will have some impact on somebody learning something i yeah. think is fun i think um, it, it reached a lot more people than i thought it did really i was i was getting word from all over my different family like what my, all even my extended family tuned in oh really i found that out this morning yeah oh so I, was talking, I was wondering yeah like we must have i mean i don't know we'll find out mm-hmm. i don't know if they keep track of the numbers like i would like to w, know or, or see some sort of numbers yeah um but even we had a we had a content meeting last night for the radio show and just getting to meet different people and expanding our circle a little bit mm-hmm. and, and and opportunities that way 
which in hand goes with my opportunity of engaging in the community. I am thankful for that. Um, I've done it in many facets, whether radio or public history or this, but I am thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And finally, for number four, even though this is like an extension uh, work, I'm just thankful to to be working and the opportunity to maybe have some new opportunities coming up for me. So we'll see. Uh, Number five is music, which I love. Very thankful for music. Um, The opportunity to have played it live and in a band and to be in a relationship with five other guys that are like girlfriends as much as a pain in the ass it was. (laughs) It it was always fun. Um, Number six is I'm thankful for history and learning, Mm -hmm. Um, which I guess you could say is part of school, but separately, even through the podcast and the shows, we still are very much involved in history and very much involved in learning, which I am thankful for. Number seven, I am thankful for every day discovering and learning more and more about who I am. Um, I think as I get older and older, I realize more and more what I, I don't know. There's a lot of things about discovering who I am, but I always think about like what I find acceptable and not acceptable. (laughs) And that thing just that, that those parameters get narrower and narrower (laughs) as I get older. Um, number eight, I am very thankful to live where I do. I love the Pacific Northwest. Um, I, I am very thankful to be right in the middle of the desert, the mountain and the beach. Um, number nine, rip city, baby. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> no, blazers go blazers. Yeah. I gotta be, I'm thankful for those guys. Love that team. Love, love that. I fell in love with basketball again. Um, watching it, playing it, listening to it, obsessing over it, betting tacos over it. Just like, <laughs> it's just, I'm all in. Um, and number 10, my wife, um, even like, you know, we talk about this, but I mean, her sacrifice of letting me (laughs) set up in the living room and be like, all right, get out of here, lady. We're recording. (laughs) Like there's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of give and take, um, with being married and I'm thankful for her. So that's my top 10. It's a good top 10. Thanks dude. It's a good top 10. Did you get ten? Yeah, I got, oh. I got through my I got through my ten. Okay. And there's gonna be I mean there's gonna be obviously there's gonna be a little overlap. Of course. Um, but I'll go where we'll I'll go in. I'm just gonna say family. Mm-hmm. I'll explain. Okay, why let's family. hear. It. So my, the number one is my family's. Mm-hmm. And I have a very interesting family dynamic, and mm-hmm. I, that I think has really shaped me for the better. Right. And that is like there's such a difference in terms of family gatherings between the Jokums, which is my dad's side, right. and the Westbys, which are my mom's side. Okay. And it's just very, very, so very different, mm-hmm. but it's taught me how to be able to uh, navigate in very different environments, in holiday environments. Right. Well, there's a term for that, where you put on, um, oh, I can't remember the term right now, but where you're, it, it's, it, it is essentially adapting for your you know, you're not changing your personality, but you're adapting to for that environment mm-hmm. or for that group of people. Yeah. I can't remember the name expression right now, and it's going to drive me crazy because I know somebody listening is knowing exactly what I'm talking about, but I can't <laughs> figure out the word right now. But go ahead. All right. Well, and then, but also just for what that's, you know, the abilities that that, that has given me for different situations, being right. able to be in a really upbeat 
loud environment where there's not really any structure and everybody just gathers around. It's like a potluck style every and mm-hmm. versus the very structured, you know, sit down, everybody passes the, um, passes the Turkey around you know, the okay. turkey platter around. And there's, there's just much more of an order to it. Everything's much more quiet and subdued. And um, those are the differences. Those would be the, you know, the math. Yeah. The difference. Oh, so one is like a potluck and one is like very formal sit mm-hmm. down. Oh, yeah. interesting. So it's, it was always interesting growing up in having, both of those right uh, as it relates to like thanksgiving like mm-hmm. having both going being at that family mm-hmm. and then going to the other family right. on the same day and having such a massively different environment right but they're also everybody in both of those rooms are so supportive mm-hmm. of me and they just they all genuinely care mm-hmm. about you know me you know me as a person right and and i just can't you know, i can't ask for a better family for even sure though they're so drastically different right but it's also been really nice to have right that, oh yeah those, definitely those, those different environments so and they and they both have taught me the meanings of you know the meanings and importance of different things and different right. values. Oh, and definitely. So it's it's been it's, yeah, just a fantastic family. Yeah, I like that dynamic. Uh, the second thing would be my friends. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I have uh, I've had I have great friends. Right. You're the one I spend the most with right, for uh, sure. by far. Absolutely. And, and I see Matt quite a bit, and he's mm-hmm. a, he's a great friend, and uh, we played you know flag football together. And, yeah, that's and awesome. We have uh, since leaving school, like having um, having you guys. Mm-hmm at WSU Vancouver was just a godsend because oh, I, could, I could not have gotten through as well as I did with I was trying to guys. do it by myself before I met you guys. It I was know. the worst. It was terrible. Yeah. So once I in, in school became so much more enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually miss it. Like I would never have been the person to miss school, mm-hmm. but I didn't miss, I, there's nothing I miss about Clark because I right. didn't have any friends there. Like, yeah. It was just, oh, absolutely. It was more of a chore and a job and a means to get to something. Whereas WC Vancouver and even our extended friends. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. Something, it, it's something, it's, there's almost, there is something missing now out of my life. Yeah. Not having that environment. So I, I'm just incredibly grateful. And then, you know, the friends growing up, my mm-hmm. my duck hunting friends. Yes. Like, uh, and, and, and they just have been a great support system. Um, flag foot, you know, especially playing football. I love that you do that. Like That's that. cool. Yeah, Can I ask you a question about WSU real quick? Yeah. Um, never mind. I forgot it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question about um, uh, us being friends and all that. Uh, oh, so even like the last semester, um, it's interesting. Did you enjoy that last semester or year? Because none of us had classes together. Until 469. Until 469, yes. Yeah. Which was kind of a nice closure because we had a huge gap where we didn't have classes together. I think I went an entire year without a class with you. Yeah. And I had a whole other year where I didn't have a class with Matt. Right. So, yeah, it was definitely different. There was a... Yeah, so I was just thinking about like so it initially initially started with us being friends in classes and stuff, but then we didn't have classes together. And I think that, you know, the friendship continued one through the struggle, but like also just through the experience of being in yeah, classes. It, it existed in three main mediums. Uh-huh. Uh the where we would all text each other to see if we're on campus and we'd meet up for club sandwiches at right. the uh um at the cafeteria. Right. On our group on our group chat. Mm-hmm. Like you you won't believe what this person said in class today <laughs> yeah. and then we would just complain about how that person was the worst person we've ever t- we've ever taken a class together with right. until there was another person oh like, there was always is, someone new like is this person in your class yeah i hate that person because right. there, there wasn't a ton of history kids right so most of the time if we didn't have classes together we had classes with people that were the same that were the same yes. so we could complain about the yes. same people <laughs> and um, teachers <laughs> sorry <laughs> and then uh and then um uh overwatch we played a lot of Overwatch. oh did play know? a lot of overwatch mm-hmm. that's funny so, All right, that was my question. Yeah. 
Good and friends. Then, good friends. Uh, <laughs> then the goddamn Jets. And yep. as much pain Ooh. as this team brings to me, okay. the hope uh-huh. that drives me that one day I will get to see the Lombardi Trophy in the hands of a New York Jets quarterback, hopefully Sam Darnold, in the near future, because that means it's going to come sooner rather than later, right. is being hoisted up, uh-huh. and I can have my planned <laughs> New York Jets Super Bowl celebration. Okay, what's that? I can't. I can't reveal it. Nobody knows. Oh God! <laughs> but if if you if, if they ever win, you will finally find out what my. Super I mean, will Bowl we get to see is. it? Sure. Okay. I'll make sure if, if it looks like it's going to happen. Like, say it's like fourth quarter and the right. Jets are at, are in the lead. Yeah. I will let any someone who's Just ever around stream. me. I will let Kylie because <laughs> she will. Her the rock that is Kylie Green that right. has sat through so many Jets games. Oh gosh, well, I, I could will. not even imagine. <laughs> I could not even imagine the things that she's seen. Oh, I have a super funny story, just a little anecdote. Yeah. So I was sitting when we were at the content meeting last night, which yes. was my birthday. We were sitting there on my birthday, and my and Kylie was at my parents' house, uh-huh. and apparently she's texting me quotes from my dad. And apparently, oh apparently the the remote wasn't working upstairs, mm-hmm. and it was on football because I was watching football when I left. Right. And the room wasn't working. And my dad's like, Kylie, were the Jets playing today? And Kylie goes, no. Wait, are you saying that the Jets, like Jake broke the remote because the Jets were playing? (laughs) And my dad's like, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she sent me me that conversation. My dad like thought because the remote wasn't working. I chucked. You must have chucked it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, uh, next thing would be wait. So oh. if she's, we're gonna see your dance. Yes, okay. I, will, I will let her know. Start recording. <laughs> it's about to go. It's down. about to go down. Uh, what's funny about your your kind of even just the way you talk about that, Jake? Just about the one day I hope I get to see that. I've told Jen if the Trailblazers win, if they ever win, expect me to be gone for days. <laughs> like you, I'll be gone. You won't know. I'm yeah. just gonna just celebrate for days i'm just gonna go on a bender yes like i'm gonna go downtown i'm gonna be there for the parade that mm-hmm. night if somebody tips tips a car maybe i'll watch <laughs> like i'm gonna be there for all of it i yeah. want to just feel it i'm i i would fly to new york to be part of that oh that celebration. would be epic but dude. I, I as time has gone on i've fell in love with the blazers as I probably feel about the Blazers as much as I feel about the Jets. Mm-hmm. The Jets have a special place in my heart because I've been a Jets fan longer than I've been a fan of any other team, right, really. Right. But, gosh, I love the Blazers. Yeah. I love them. I have the, the front page from the Oregonian from when they won. Mm-hmm. And and I have that, that, that anniversary book that they came out with when Brandon Roy was on the team. And just those photos from the parade and just the, even that night when they, on the courts when they were just winning and people were on the on yeah. the hoops just celebrate oh i wish so bad mm-hmm. okay sorry go ahead no you're good no <laughs> you're good i just have these just these i wish i could have lived in 1969 when the jets won right. the championship but just this those those just with blazer fans right we've, right. we've almost become accustomed to the jets are the same way mm-hmm. that we just know most years where it's not going to be us but you have right. this and you have this hope and you're always hoping but you live for those 
those moments in the regular season. <laughs> I'm just now thinking, like, even the drama in the Warriors locker room right now, it gets me to go, oh, wait, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe there's a chance if things fall right in the first yes. round. Uh, yes. Oh, are they going to crumble? This could be our year. Yeah, like, yeah right. And they're going to get to the playoffs. They'll, they'll patch together again, and then they're going to cream everybody. Right. Even, a, even emotionally wounded Warriors team is terrifying. Right. So, I mean, just yeah. any little whisper, I'm like, oh, please be falling apart. Please be falling apart. Yeah, part. basketball in mid-November, like yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Unfortunately, but for I those for those teams, to us Blazer fans, yeah, it means a lot. Everything we're matters. we're really into. We're that, number one into, right now, bitches. Into that, <laughs> yeah, right. Into that Thursday, we're really into that Thursday night game in November where yes. we're playing the Magic. Right, exactly. Like this <laughs> matters. Where the war- Warriors, Warrior fans don't get up anymore until February. Right, exactly. <clears throat> Wake me up when we're there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the fourth thing on my list is uh, duck hunting. Oh, yeah. Just because of um, when you're talking about opportunities. And right. I think with duck hunting, not just in itself the act of hunting ducks but mm-hmm. the social aspect of it right and and the people i've met and the mm-hmm. connections mm-hmm. that i've made and the opportunities that duck hunting has like just the the sport of duck hunting has right. given me um just getting into competitive goose calling mm. like i was a, that's the nerdiest uh, thing you've ever said i was the junior state said a lot. i was the oregon state junior goose calling champion you're lying i swear to god i've never told you this <laughs> no yeah I, oh my god i get i got on stage oh my god the Jake. oregon waterfowl i'm festival, in love with you <laughs> and i competed for the junior state goose calling championship and i won that shit no way yeah that is the i don't that is the greatest thing i've ever heard <laughs> is there video of that mm, i don't think there's oh. i don't know if there is or not that warms my heart breaks <laughs> it and i just like have you ever heard me blow a goose call no but okay. i need to yeah that is incredible. Do you like close your eyes and get into it? No. <laughs> I quickly found that competitive goose calling is one of the most clicky things Oh, ever. I bet. It's terrible. And it's like, eventually as I got older, I'm like, you guys really, you're blowing a goose call. Like you guys are way too, <laughs> you guys are way too, and you guys are way too into this and way too elitist. So all those guys that they do it, do they hunt? Oh, I yeah. assume. Yeah, yeah. Right. But they're, I mean, they're all like, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to explain. But right. they're all like uh, sponsored guys. Yeah. So that they all wear like their uh, their black hoodies and they get these teams. Right. And it's like, um, it's just it's so gross. That's so stupid. It's, it's a terrible world to be a part of. <laughs> and I'm glad I realized early that yeah. it it doesn't it it's almost, douchey. It's so douchey. Yeah. I wonder if there's what I would like to know is if there's a guy out there who who is all about it team oriented got the jersey sponsored does not hunt that oh, would be my favorite human i'm being. sure that i'm sure there are, <laughs> i'm sure there are yeah and it's weird because then you get these girl like there's i swear there's groupies for everything right are you serious there's there was like there was like there's <laughs> girls that will walk around and like call and like call company t-shirts uh-huh. and just hang out at the at the call booths because all all the major sponsors are either decoy manufacturers right. or they're call manufacturers mm-hmm. and like some of these goose calls like my goose calls are expensive like they're 150 dollars to 200 dollars a piece okay and like <laughs> so there's some big there are some big money in in there is like more for some people there's decent money right and I, it's it's crazy to me, man. It is. It's a you go to the you go to the one time. You should go to the Oregon Waterfall Festival. I was with just me gonna tell you right now. This coming summer, can I please go? Yeah, because just to I'm a I'm a people watcher. I love that stuff, and so to be at, in an area so foreign to me mm-hmm. with 
I'm, there's got to be some weird individuals. Weird individuals, especially if you've never been around that right. situation. Exactly. It's going to be way out of context. Yes. Like you'll see, you'll be walking and there'll be like some dude in the corner, uh-huh. like practicing his routine. For and what? he's getting really into it for his calling competition. <laughs> routine? Yeah, that's our whole routine. Oh God, I need to watch this. Yeah, there's a calling routine that you're like it's, it's it's a described routine. So you're supposed to start with the geese are at a distance, and you're supposed to use your like your greeting calls, like your it's your hail calls, your really loud like honks, and then you and then the, the as the geese are getting closer, you start getting faster, and you start using double clucks, and um and then they start to come in closer, and you start using your laydown work, and you start using moans and groans and like low end <laughs> low end like clucks and stuff, and then and then you're supposed to be like your buddy like flares them, so then they're going away, and you're trying to call you're using your comeback call and then you get then the birds come back around and you set them right back down and then that's the end of your routine it's got to be 90 seconds if it goes over 90 seconds you're disqualified so we got to get as close to 90 seconds as possible i wish it's that this was structured. a visual podcast just, <laughs> just so people could have seen you explain that <laughs> jake that is something you're a champion in yeah but i mean i was like 14 <laughs> dude it doesn't matter. Once a champion, always a champion. Right, I was a champ. Ask any Laker fan, dude. <laughs> they won't shut up about I, it. Right, God. And we're still, you know, ringing that 1977 we're one. We're on to 77. We right. weren't even born. So you got your, what was it? What year was that? Um, 2000? No. I was 14 or 15, so I think that was like 2005. Gross. Mm. That's amazing. I love that so much. Let's go. I'm down. Okay. I want to be around those people. We'll go because I hate going, so I need someone to make fun of it with me. Wait, you hate going, but you go? I used to go all the time. Uh I haven't been in like two years. Does it cost to get in there? No. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna tell you I'll pay any amount and mm-hmm. I'll go. It might be it might be like ten bucks. Dude, now, worth it. I'll cover I'm you. there. Oh, we gotta go. Okay. That sounds incredible. So that's so that's and then also just the camaraderie being with my family, like growing up hunting, hunting with my yeah. dad, my uncle, right, um, and just having and then close friends. Like I've met some of my closest friends through duck hunting. Like right. my, my friend Maglin Denning, um, him and I. It's like there's I don't even like hunting anymore unless it's with like my dad or Matt. Right. It's just it's so different. You take people out hunting and. Um, who are just getting into it and you're just it's you're almost like you take on like this guide you almost, oh. you're almost like guiding and it's just not really fun right or you're not really sure like is this dude safe or is like this guy gonna like constantly flare like there's just something like like this unspoken like me me and matt glenn like there's this unspoken thing where like we just go out and we know exactly how we're going to set up on this particular day depending on how the wind is mm-hmm, and where we're setting mm-hmm. up and we just we just kill ducks when right we're, him and i we, we just if there's even if there's like hardly any ducks around we mm-hmm. find a way to make it happen like we're just, it's just it, it, it it's that's what i love about duck hunting right is finding those people that you're so close with and you can mm-hmm. know it's almost just like it's a routine and right you can just get right into it and you know what you're doing and, interesting and it's, it's a lot of fun it almost sounds like like a like a team aspect that you're 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 talking about mm-hmm. you know when you when you've been playing with a team for so long you kind of have that fluidity and you're like dude we know what you know what I'm looking for, and you know, and I know what you're yeah, looking for. Exactly. And you just go from there. It's so weird. Like in in one of the things is I, I get, like I get really upset if there's like an opportunity, especially September. September geese is a completely different hunting style. Mm-hmm. Like because there's not a lot of birds around. Right. But when you see them, they're generally coming. Mm-hmm. So you have very few opportunities. You may only get like three in a day. Right. Whereas duck hunting, there's ducks flying all around mm-hmm. usually, so you, you get a lot more opportunities. But with um with goose September goose is like you can't screw up an opera you can't screw up one opportunity right if, if you screw up anything like i get really upset mm-hmm. and it's nice with like matt is mm-hmm. like i don't even have to call the shot mm-hmm. 
one thing that drives me nuts is if people call a shot too early or too late and mm-hmm. you like you've messed up the opportunity and I right. hate wounding birds. So there's nothing worse I hate than calling a shot at a particular time that it heightens the chance of crippling a bird that you can't mm-hmm. recover. What do you mean by calling the shot? I don't know. So when, when birds are like <laughs> are in shooting range mm-hmm. and you're like and you have multiple hunters, right. you don't want some guy just to be able to jump up and shoot randomly. Right. So it's like we're all going to shoot together at the same time because mm-hmm. as soon as you flip up in your blinds, those birds start flaring. Right. And um, so it's like the pit boss or whoever's like whoever's hunted is mm-hmm. generally calls the shot. And that's usually me. Mm-hmm. And or if like. What do you what do you say? Do you like say something? What do you yeah, mean, I'll usually be like, I'll be like, all right, let's kill him. Oh, okay. Like that. And then that that's the that's the go ahead signal. Do you have to signal. be quiet or do you say like loud enough for everybody to hear? Okay. Some people get way too into it. Like if you watch some of those birds Kill them. Like, <laughs> yeah, some of those like goose hunting videos from yeah. the Midwest, they're like, kill them. It's right. like, dude, whoa. That sounds you don't have to do it. Yeah. And there's some stupid YouTube videos I watched where this one kid was like he's like, Yeah, shoot their asses. Shoot their asses. <laughs> like, dude, just calm down. Okay. So you're just letting everybody know like I'm going. Are you going with me? So, but what's nice with Matt when it's just him and I hunting is yeah. like, he knows it's like, I don't even have to call the shot because as soon as like he, he starts to hear my blind, my, my layout blind go, mm-hmm. he flips open at the same time. Right. It's just, it's, just, it's an, unsp- it's like, right, right, like right. as you said, like a team, yeah. kind of like a That's team awesome. aspect. Anyway, I rambled way too much about duck hunting. That's all right. But uh, WSU Vancouver would be number five yeah. on mine. Go cool. Just having that. Having that, that inst- having that institution. What I just did was annoying. <laughs> ah, you're fine. We love the kooks. But go kooks, yeah. Go kooks. Go Gardner Minshew, dude, the mustache. That dude, guy has been killing Apple it. Apple Cup. Apple Cup's going to be... Oh, God. I, Mike Leach has a Washington, University of Washington problem. He's never... I don't think he's ever beat him. So this yeah. is a big one. Anyway. WSUV. So, yep. So just having that institution as close to us as it is... Right. It's afforded, like, allowed me to have a post-secondary education. Mm-hmm, Otherwise, mm-hmm. it probably would just have ended at Clark. Right. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't have the means to go anywhere. I didn't no. have the means to go to University of Portland. Right. So it would have... And the logistics of that just seems so unappealing. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like a huge mountain to climb of, like... I mean, honestly, even, like, going to PSU, you know what I mean? From yeah. Vancouver. Even just going there, it just seems like, oh, traffic and just out-of-state tuition and all those things that you have to consider mm-hmm. it's just awesome to have wsu right here it is yeah. it, it, it's such an it it's it's great and, and the education that i received there mm-hmm. is just it, it it's intangible right like you, you can't you you can't put that's the wrong word it's there's no monetary value i could mm-hmm. place on the education that i received I right could, i could not have asked for better than Dr. Peabody and Dr. Mm-hmm. Lopez and Dr. Mm-hmm. Sinclair and mm-hmm. some of these people that were just so transformative right? with the education that, that I received from them. It's just, and then for how close it was and what it, you know, allowed me to stay at home and mm-hmm. be fine, still be semi-financially stable while right. going and not having to completely uproot my life to go right. do it. I mean, just, we're, I'm so thankful to have that mm-hmm. in our backyard. Uh, number six is the United States. Of course. <laughs> I mean, on it, we're, we're, we are so fortunate to live in this country. We have right. so many things that we take for granted. Um, mm-hmm. We couldn't live the lives. There's not many countries in the world that we could. I could live the life that I live. Right. Exactly. Duck, duck hunting mm-hmm. and um, just the things that I, a lot of things I hold dear is not possible in other, mm-hmm. in, in other, in other nations. Right. And even though like there's a lot of free countries in this world, the United right. States, the way that I was brought up isn't possible in a lot of other, other areas. And just and to add so, to that, my favorite thing in the world the First Amendment, <laughs> just being able to say things, and I mean, how critical are we always of 
politics and mm-hmm. especially this administration and some countries you're not allowed to do that yeah we're not doing this podcast in a lot of other places right so i i agree mm-hmm. um dogs yeah number seven yeah thankful for dogs i love dogs yeah i was having a pretty rough day um oh. t- not yesterday but uh sunday right i was just not having a good day and just thinking of tucker and how much i love that dog and <laughs> how much just dogs in general bring me uh, joy right because this guy brought in um his his golden she's a little over a year to work? yeah his mm-hmm. name's winnie no he's a customer but he comes in quite a bit oh and yeah he's yeah. just the softest sweetest golden retriever and he's an ex-marine mm-hmm. and um the dog's kind of his emotional support dog oh, okay. and she's just the greatest sweetest dog ever that's great and we're just like having i was having such a bad day but then being able to just sit on the ground at work and mm-hmm. like pet this dog right like he was he's cool with it like right he just lets his dog off the leash and i mm-hmm. was just petting winnie and mm-hmm. just it brought such a calm over me and just right. really like made my day better right if you're not following jake's dog on instagram make sure you are sir tuck the golden pup yeah um i'm obsessed with this picture that kylie posted of him and i brought it up to you guys when we went to the movie mm-hmm. The one with his tongue out of this. Dude, I'll still look at that picture. <laughs> I saved it. Like, I'm just like, oh, that dog's adorable. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's quite the dog. Yeah. And honestly, I don't, I don't know, getting to spend time, you know, when we went to the fort with mm-hmm. him and, and getting to see his personality now that he's a little older and, and just, he's adorable. Even, just the way he is, even with the, with his toys. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he wants you to be as interested in the toy as he is, and if you're not, then he's over it. Yeah, I, he's he's adorable. <laughs> I love that dog. So follow him on Instagram. <laughs> um, my duck hunting lease. I can think it's just an extension of duck hunting. Right. I'm so fortunate the to land. have a private land right. that I can go to and yes. be away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's so. And then pretty much it's just controlled by my dad and I. Right. So I don't have like I'm afforded so many opportunities to live out my dream of duck hunting. Mm-hmm a lot of it because i'm fortunate enough to have that property right um the harry potter universe Mm -hmm. i couldn't imagine a better place to escape to right um when if you just need an escape from reality right a better just piece of literature to just like envelop yourself in right and having having that ability to have that escape and that that wonder Mm -hmm. and just being able to go and see movies like like we did right and being able to talk with people we did a whole podcast about right. a, about harry potter and we did, had a lot of talks about it and it's just mm-hmm. such a great thing to have right um i was gonna put like i was thinking harry potter but i just think reading in general reading is something yeah. that i i just like you said just being able to escape like that mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. we nerd out on harry potter oh definitely <laughs> there's a lot of other there's a lot of other you know, avenues I, I thought about just putting in just i guess um fiction in general right, right. Like, you know mass effect we've talked i've mm-hmm, talked about that mm-hmm. game uh assassin's creed different things and, right uh, but mostly like if i had to pinpoint one it's definitely i harry agree harry potter yeah for sure um and number 10 is um is is, is kylie kylie like, green bah, bah, bah. It just she we've been together for gosh it's gonna be 10 years in may yeah. and just the amount of shit that i she has put up <laughs> with me it, all of the ex, all of the 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 meltdowns over the jets all of right. my my meltdowns playing flag football everything she stuck with me by right i put her through a lot and she's just an amazing person right i couldn't i wouldn't be and then all of the support that she's given me going mm-hmm. back to school and all, we were just talking about 
she's like, we're, I'm finally going to have a Christmas and Thanksgiving season where I can make plans with you. Right. Because she'd be like, last, even last year, she'd be like, hey, what, so what do you want to do for Christmas? And then she's like, you'd always yell at me, I can't make plans about Christmas until <laughs> there, finals are over. There is no Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just, uh, gosh, she's yeah. just an amazing person. Yeah. She's my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a ton in common. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, good list, dude. Yeah. Thanks good. for uh, getting that done today. <laughs> yeah, right at the last second. Yeah. Uh, so I have more if you want to keep going. Yeah, let's keep doing it. Okay, so why do you think it's important to have a day to give thanks? You know, I brought that up a little bit at the beginning, but I, I just think it's interesting. What are your thoughts on it? I think it's important um, at the end, just individually, mm-hmm. that it makes us sit back and reflect. Right. I think it's so easy in, in the fast-paced lives that we live right. that we lose focus on what we have and focus more on what we don't have. And I think oh, having absolutely. And well put. In, in that, in that, I think that creates such anxiety. Like there's so much anxiety, yeah. so much stress in our, right. in our, in our nation mm-hmm. and just in our society and our culture yeah. and having a day where we can just sit down and, and sit back and look retrospectively mm-hmm. and look introspectively, mm-hmm. um, just is a, is a much needed day. It's almost wish we had more of them. Right. Exactly. So just sitting in here and talking with you about this mm-hmm. stuff is, like it just reminds it just reminds me how much I do have right and, and it's and I think for that it's important right even even the tangible things that we we've kind of discussed like like your lease like those those are that is tied to on you know things that that are emotional or or that bring relationships you know what I mean just because it's it's a physical thing you know what I mean it brings mm-hmm. on things towards those other things yeah like relationships and and uh yeah um so do you guys ever do this at the table or with your family like share what you're thankful for um no oh it's it not really yeah not really so i'm it never really happens i don't think like naturally but i'm always the kind of guy i'm so emotional or nostalgic anyways Mm -hmm. so i'm like all right, you every everyone right now share what you're thankful for. Like I kind of just force everybody into it, um, mostly with my family. But uh, when you're a teacher, you're totally the guy that does icebreakers, aren't you? Oh heck yeah! <laughs> because like as much as I do hate them, it, it it is nice to, you know what I mean. Instead of, instead of contributing an an attribute or a nickname to somebody in your class like Cobra Staff, then <laughs> I forgot about Cobra Staff. Then you get to I'm know thankful for Cobra stuff. Yeah. Thankful for Cobra stuff. <laughs> <laughs> then you get to you get to know something about somebody other than, hey, that dude always carries a Cobra staff <laughs> with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might find out that like, oh, that guy's a little psycho about calling the Rose Garden the Rose Garden. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I do like icebreakers. Um but yeah, so in that scenario mm-hmm. I do kind of like Plus, I like forcing people to be uncomfortable, like especially like if my family, I love to make family uncomfortable, like call them out like, hey, tell me something you're thankful for right now. Or one of my favorite questions to randomly ask like my friends is, Mm -hmm. hey, dude, what's the last time you cried? (laughs) Because that's an awkward question, especially for guys Mm -hmm. to talk about. Um, And and it always elicits kind of an interesting conversation like, oh, I cried, you know, a week ago when my mom's dog died like oh damn and that starts a conversation so yeah i like to force hmm. those situations on people so how does that mostly go with your family then uh i don't i haven't done it in a while but i th- I remember like mostly like when we were at my grandma's house I'd, mm-hmm. I'd kind of elicit that conversation but um it goes well 
Yeah. Um, one of the questions I have on here is like, uh, are your families one of those families that fight over the dinner table for like Thanksgiving? And the reason I ask that it's not to be an uncomfortable question. Mm-hmm. Like I love to ask, but it's more of like, so we're talking now about asking people to share what they're thankful for, but I, I'm constantly seeing memes or posts or jokes about like everybody get prepared for your annual argument with your uncle about politics. And like, there's just this constant theme that when these families get together or they get a circled around the table that there, there's always a fight that happens and I, I just cannot think of a Thanksgiving where that has been the case for me. Uh Oh, no, I, I'm <laughs> trying to think of one too. Right. And for as animated as the one side of my family mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. and opinionated as they much as they right. can be, there's a Thanksgiving. There hasn't been a major fight. Right. So, but you have over, s- like, over like politics or anything. Right. Like that. But yeah. I mean, have you seen that like that theme or that? Oh yeah, no. Like yeah, even S- even SNL has made like they did a whole bit a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's almost like I don't know. Maybe maybe it happens or maybe uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't our families either. are just different. Right, and it is more common. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to know. Hmm. If you have if you're a listener and you have your family has fights at Thanksgiving. What us, about? What about? Let yeah, us know. It's interesting. I, mean, I, I want. I want to. I want to know. Right. Is it the proverbial politics? Like right. It's in, right. It's like the Trump versus Obama or right. whatever. Yeah. I want. Want to hear. Well, there's that rule. You know, don't talk about religion or politics at the dinner table or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe it stems from that. I, I. I don't know. I'd be interested to find out. Like, if there are people who kind of get in these holiday fits, what they're about. Yeah. Um. What is your favorite part of Thanksgiving and why? My favorite part. Mm-hmm. My favorite part would be after all of the food is done mm-hmm. and it kind of starts to dwindle down, mm-hmm. and you've got like maybe six people left. Mm-hmm. It's like you're usually like your grandparents, or like right. your uncle you're closest with, and your parents or whatever. And it's kind of like the more nuclear family right. is left. And um, and for me, it's like when we we break out the cards. Mm-hmm. It's not my joke of family in in. They're all from North Dakota, and it's a big, uh, you know, playing cards is something we've I've done ever since I was a kid. And mm-hmm. did we have different games, and you you play that's like a dollar buy-in, and right? You, you play for you. That's you, cool. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of fun. We play mm-hmm. like one like one game is, excuse me, it's ridiculous. Called King Safe, mm-hmm. and everybody gets a card. How you play it is everybody gets a card, and you sit around this big table. And you can mm-hmm. play as many people as you want, right? And you just you you look at your card and you you pass it to your left and you mm-hmm. receive cards from your right and the only way you can say to the person shifting the card mm-hmm. is you have a king and it means your king's safe and it's the low whoever ends up with the lowest card at the end of the round has to put a quarter into the oh, into the bowl and who's ever out of you, you start with a dollar and who's ever out of their dollar fat in this oh. out once you're once you're out of your dollar you're out that's cool and so the ace is low so mm-hmm. you never want it you can always tell when an ace is getting shipped because everybody's just moving around the corner mm-hmm. and then when it comes to the person who has a king they flip the king over and that person stuck with the ace oh. or if someone ships like a two and you give an ace back to that person mm-hmm. and this person and the person who received the two goes i'm good and then you know that person's screwed it's a stupid little brainless game right. but it's something we've been playing forever so mm-hmm. if i were to say like what i love most about thanksgiving it's mm-hmm. that it's that card it's the game playing right at the end of the night so i didn't really think of an answer but i think that what there's something to what you're saying as far as the wind down mm-hmm. there is something to that i don't know what it is or maybe just 
just relaxing afterwards. Yeah, and it's more intimate. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels calm. It's nice. Everyone's just chilling. You don't have any place to be. Right. Right. Yeah. I like to be somewhere where I can relax as well. Um, thankfully, this year we're spending it with Jen's family and... Um, I always feel super relaxed mm-hmm. around there. You always have that. <laughs> it's usually Jen's dad, but he's starting to fall asleep in the chair. You oh know what yeah, I mean? mm-hmm. everything's warm. You got right. you got warm. You have warm turkey belly. Right, and, yeah. just cozy. Um, I didn't ask you this, but do you have a favorite part of the meal, like food? Mashed potatoes. Me too, dude. <laughs> Fist bump. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not joking, dude. Jen, it's it's. It's not it's not fair that everyone in the world can't experience her mashed potatoes. <laughs> that good, huh? I'm not joking. They're, everyone sucks compared <laughs> to hers. Like, sucks. Like, really? hey, we're going to this thing. Oh, that's dope. Are you making mashed potatoes? No, so-and-so is. It, I'm bummed. It, it, I don't even want to go. Like, it ruins it. Like, could you just make it? No, Jeff, I'm not making mashed potatoes for 35 people. All right. But you could. You could, <laughs> dude. It'd be a lot cooler oh, if you did. It's so they're so good. They are so good. It's not fair. I hope someday you can taste her fresh mashed potatoes. Oh, I'm looking forward to. It. I love. <laughs> I love me a good mashed potato. Me what, too. And and you ever like when you go to like a dinner and you know there's going to be potatoes mm-hmm. and it turns out like they made baked potatoes instead of mashed potatoes. Right. Just like, I wish it was mashed potatoes. Yeah. Or like chopped up and cubed. Yeah. Or like, when, like my second favorite would be like, you get, those really, you get those really nice like fluffy rolls mm-hmm. and it killed me for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Another person part of the family was bringing the rolls Uh-oh. and they brought like for two straight years and it was a point of contention i finally had to say something that <laughs> i'm totally that way too it was like wheat it was like wheat like a whole wheat like roll that didn't like get raised up and wasn't fluffy right and i was like i was like this has got to stop this is an injustice yeah i need my white you need that joke justice yeah that's awesome uh did you ever like as a kid put olives on your fingers no, I don't like. Of course olives. you didn't. Of course you don't. Yeah. No don't. avocado, no olives, dude. I used to put them on my fingers and eat them. Weirdo. Well, I guess <laughs> I look like Mr. Mime. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what time do you guys eat? I always think this is an interesting question. It fluctuates. Mm-hmm. Um, I've ate as late as five. I've also oh. ate, ate as early as two. Right. So, why is it an early meal? Do you think? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, there's some people, like, I think my even my mom's, we've done it at, like, 1 o'clock. Yeah, this year we're eating at 2.30. Right. I was like, well, yeah. Why? Maybe because other parts, maybe other people need to go to, because for me, now that... Oh, yes. Now there's only one, this this point oh. in my life, there's only one destination, and that's my, gran- my grandma Jokum's. Right. The Jokum family. And so, I don't know why we eat so early, unless other... Unless my cousins have to go to like another somewhere one, else, right? Somewhere else, I guess that would make sense in trying to accommodate for because there are people like I'm not joking. For like a few years, I was going to like four, Oof. and it was just like again me narrowing those parameters mm-hmm. of things I'll put up with. Yeah. I was just like, listen, you'll get Thanksgiving this year, you'll get it next year. Like, sorry, uh, and, and to, this year was most mostly me going, sending out a text saying, "What are the plans for Thanksgiving?" The first one who got back to me. I'm making plans with you. Sorry. And that that kind of screwed my family out of it. And my mom was kind of bummed. But it's yeah. so like, dude, you took way too long. Like, I need I'm, I need to make plans. Like, I just, let's get on it now. I am going there after Jen's 
family's house to pick up my niece because she's going to come hang mm-hmm. out with us. But I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing five or six of them. No, I don't blame you. That yeah. does, that That's not fun. That's yeah. not restful. Driving from Portland to Vancouver to mm-hmm. Battleground to Woodland. It's just. Yeah. And especially if like you work retail and you have to go work Ugh. Black Friday. That's my next question. Is Black Friday. Well, I can. Okay. Or no, move on to your next question. Okay. And we'll get to Black Friday. Okay. Uh, do you ever help cook? No. <laughs> I don't cook. At all? No. You make sandwiches? Yeah, on a Cuisinart griddler. I saw do 20 bucks at Freddy's and I wanted to get one. Really? Yeah. It's life-changing if you like yeah. making your own clubs. Yeah. But that's the only thing I was ever entrusted with as a kid. With sandwiches? Well, yeah, toast. What's the best thing you can make? Club? Club. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything like... I cooked duck a couple of times last year, like mm-hmm. on the actual in an actual frying pan. Mm-hmm. It turned out all right, mm-hmm. but I I just have never. I was never. I never cooked when I grew up. I right. was never asked to. I wasn't. My dad never thought I could. I don't know if my dad. I'm. I'm assuming my dad just didn't think I could be trusted to turn off the oven once mm-hmm. I turned it on. So mm-hmm. I was never really like. They just left. If I was going to be left for a while, they just left me with hot pockets. Okay. So. What do you eat now at home? Does Kylie cook? Yeah, Kylie cooks. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kylie's a good cook. Right. Um, yeah, mostly we, we just make good sandwich stuff. Made a lot of sandwiches. <laughs> I'm not complaining, dude. I love no, sandwiches. No, hell no. Um, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, that's just the question? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't be Thanksgiving without? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mashed potatoes? It's got to be mashed potatoes, yeah. I guess. I mean, because like, I've had ham. I've had turkey. My cousins go out and have pizza and go to a movie. Uh huh. I don't know. I just it wouldn't be. F- I guess it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without family. Right. I agree. Do you care turkey or ham? If you show up at a place and they got mashed potatoes, but there's a ham, I'm fine. Oh, okay. I can hang. Okay. Yeah, my family has actually done once. My joking family has actually done something I think is kind of cool. Is that that we make like mini sl- like sliders mm. with like rolls, mm-hmm. white fluffy rolls, and then like they put out mayo and mustard and like cheese slices. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to, you can make a bunch of like little tiny sandwiches. Turkey, turkey, yeah. dude. Jokum is a sandwich family. Mm-hmm. That sounds dope. Um, I'm not. I, so I'm the opposite. I think if I went to a Thanksgiving, like this is the Thanksgiving I've chosen to come to, um, and there's ham. I'm pretty bummed out. Really? Yeah. Like even even like cooking it differently. Like my stepdad likes to try new things and cook things new ways. He'll hit like one year he deep fried them. One year he cooked it in the Traeger. One year oh, they, the Traegers are so good. They baked it in the oven. Like, and I never trust that it'll be good or I'll <laughs> like it. I'm like, no. Like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like what are you doing? And it's never bad. I enjoy it every time, but. Mm-hmm. It's just like turkey's got to be a part of it. But this year, so Jen's mom's having surgery tomorrow. So we're doing Thanksgiving with her dad's side of the family on Thanksgiving. And then I think Saturday or Friday, one of the days we're doing a Thanksgiving for her. Mm. Um, And that day we're doing ham. So I'm okay with it then because I've already had had the the turkey. But I'm a weirdo. No, I get it. Um, So what are your thoughts on Black Friday? And do you go shopping? I've only been Black Friday shopping one time mm-hmm. in my entire life, and that's because most of my adult life I have lit, I have worked retail, mm-hmm. and doesn't give me really the opportunity to go out shopping. Because right. if I have to be at work, it's super early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I know Target and Walmart are like they open up like ten o'clock on Thanksgiving. Right. I'm not staying out that late. Yeah. So 
we went tw- actually I've been twice. Okay. We went to Kohl's one time for mm-hmm. we went to Kohl's <laughs> and bought like we're gonna buy this like mattress pad mm-hmm. and towels mm-hmm. and then saw the line and yeah. said F that. Yeah. If they have it tomorrow, we'll come back. Pay full price. And yeah. Yeah. Or it was for still Friday, like, it was but still, later. But later gotcha. on Friday. And we went like came back the next day at like eleven. Yeah. Same price and they were still in stock. <laughs> and we did and we walked right up to the yeah. line. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah, it's and, obnoxious. And My other, sister does it every year. Go ahead. Oh, Kylie loves to do it. Really? But because the bank is open on Friday, mm-hmm. she can't go. Mm. We, we when we bought our TV. Right. That was like my first experience with it. And it was kind of fun going from like Best Buy to Target to Fred Meyer to Walmart and just shopping the like what the best deals were. Okay. And then we ended up buying a TV. So that was kind of fun. We went out like 10 o'clock at, at Thanksgiving night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hate as Black Friday as a thing. Mm-hmm. I hate because I work retail. <laughs> yeah. And working a gun counter on Black Friday when right. there's guns on sale and you get people coming in and you can't run background checks until eight in the morning because that's when the state opens up to run background <laughs> checks. And you're you're at the you're you can only move as fast as the state is approving background yeah. checks. So like there'll be like five, six hundred background checks locked up in the queue. Whoa. So we'll get we'll get like 30, 40 guns all sitting on the back deck and you're trying to keep all of the paperwork, which is all like federally controlled. Yes. All like um all organized to make sure we're not losing anything right and you're trying to make sure everybody's ids are, are good there's not yeah. strong purchasing happening like illegal purchases mm-hmm. happening stuff like that so like you're just it, that sounds it, like a nightmare it is a nightmare i hate it are you working black friday oh yeah <laughs> that sounds terrible gross well that's all i have jake what about you what do you feel, do you feel oh okay black uh black friday so i've gone a few times one time it was fun because i found some good deals for gifts um, but I'm not about to stand in line. Kind of the same thing with Kohl's. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'm, one time I went to Walmart just randomly. I forgot that it was like they did the Thanksgiving thing. I was heading home. I was like, let's stop by there and check, take a look. Because they have good deals on like games or like DVDs mm-hmm. sometimes right. for like a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was like, yeah, dude, I'll totally get all this stuff. I turned the corner to look at the line. I set it all down and walked out. Yeah. Nope, not doing it. Yeah. Like, I'll come back later, like you said, like on Friday, actual Friday. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, though, I feel bad for all, everybody working and like if I stop by like Dutch Bros on Thanksgiving or or Black Friday or mm-hmm. something like that, I'll always I'll always try to tip like quite a bit amount because I feel bad that those people are working there. Yeah. But then you in retail, you can't I don't you can't take tips, right? No. Yeah. So you're just stuck there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't get like I don't know. I, I do try to people in the service industry of any kind. I'm like, dude, I get it that you're here. So I could have it. I mean, for me, it could be much worse for me. Our store doesn't open until six in the morning uh-huh. on Black Friday. Right. But I could imagine like trying to go and get a Thanksgiving in with your family and then having to be at mm-hmm. Target because Target opens at 10. I worked at Target like, on Black Friday, which means like most of those people have to be there. At what? Eight. Some people have yeah. to managers got to be there at eight to get everything opened up. Like everything. All the I'd be there at like in. five. I think oh, really that yeah. early <sighs> to make sure everything's stocked and everything's good. Good to go. That's awful. But then one year I worked at Target and I had it off. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. <laughs> well, they let you have it off. Yeah. I uh, see. Like it is a rule that everybody at Fisherman's Marine works mm-hmm. Black Friday. I don't know how it worked out, but I just didn't. Which sucks because that's my normal days off. Friday like, m- with my schedule right yeah. now. I have Thursday Fridays yep, off. Yeah. So one day off is Thanksgiving, which mm-hmm. really isn't a day off. Right. Like, you're, you have obligations. Oh, that's a bummer. And then Friday I have to work. Right. So yeah. Are you gonna get Saturday off? Nope. They better give you a, a, a I'm getting freebie. Su- I'm getting Sunday off. Oh, okay. So I'm working. I have split days off. So it's Thursday okay. off, Sunday off. They are giving you a freebie then. Kind Perfect. of. 
to, to make up for well, Friday. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm getting another. Yeah, I get yeah, another that's good. day off. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't look at the time. I'm just seeing. I'm curious, <laughs> man. I like to know where the time's at. All right. Uh, you have some things I saw written down. I have some things. Let's go with what you got. Um. Well, I mean, I just. I don't really have actually that much written down. Mm-hmm. I was just going to talk about Bill McRaven. Um, oh, no idea who that is. That's the, you shared the article. That's the Navy SEAL. Oh, maybe I do that. know who that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did share the article. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I, I mean, I don't know how many more times we can just keep talking about this guy. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you, do you have? Anything that's not Trump related? Yes. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay. Um, let's, so let's take the advice that we were said, like people arguing about politics over Thanksgiving. Yes, maybe we can have a Thanksgiving episode where we don't argue about politics. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna try to find the article. All right, here it is. Okay. Um, so it's titled, uh, it's New York Times. Okay. Um, brace yourself in Act Two. Trigger warnings come to the stage. So I don't know if you've read or heard anything about this, but I haven't. There's this this movement or growth of trigger warnings um, being issued for theater stage shows, but also talks of putting them before movies and in movie theaters. Wait, wait, so there's going to be a warning yes. that comes up that says you might be offended about by this? Yes. Oh dear lord. Yeah. So I it That's all why start- Trump won. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with like, you know, there this might be um uh what's the term what's the word I'm looking for? Like there's going to be strobes and it could it could elicit a um Oh, that. No, no. This is completely different. I'm saying that's where it starts, right? Mm -hmm. So this could be concerning for your health. But now there's, you know, like, hey, just so you're aware, there's moments of darkness and violence. Yeah. So there's this just like, I I read through the article. Okay. That's not as bad as I thought it was. I thought you were talking about. It's like, oh, this might, this, what's going to be said might be offensive. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, this might have strong language and sexual in, innuendos that are triggering you. Okay. <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. What do you, what, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? So, I mean, listen, I know that everybody's going to have different things that offend them hypothetically and i'm sorry to speak vaguely but i don't want to get too personal about what's going on in my life but hypothetically talking about you know what i'm referring to if there are things that are brought up that may be personally offensive to me like i get it people make comments all the time that may be like "Ooh, that seems a little insensitive but it, I don't take it personally to them. So if somebody's going to, if I'm going through something and somebody makes a comment um, in jest or doesn't, doesn't know me personally. Um, well, for example, like my, my, I'm, I'm, I'm the son of an illegal immigrant mm-hmm. and people make comments about illegal immigrants without knowing that I'm the son of an illegal immigrant. <sighs> I fault them for being naive or ignorant, but I don't, I'm not offended that they're talking that way, like it's pers- and a personal attack on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not triggered by it. Oh, maybe I am triggered. Maybe I'm like, oof, all right, like, you know, just let it go. But I, but I just let it go. So I get that idea. But I mean, I feel like in in a in an expression of art, 
I think that that's kind of what comes with the territory. Like you're you're it's art is supposed to elicit emotions. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be triggered. You're supposed to be triggered by yeah. art, especially comedy. Like I know I'm not specifically talking about comedy, but that'll get me down a huge rabbit hole in the First Amendment. So I'm oh, not yeah. going to get down that. <laughs> but I mean, if you're you know what I mean, you're supposed to feel things when you see a show or see a movie. Um, say somebody is going through cancer treatment or they know somebody is and they go see a movie where there's a cancer patient and and it's and it triggers them to have an emotional response well that's what art is it's a reflection of life so to have these warnings i mean i guess it doesn't hurt anybody to put the warnings up but where the problem lies is if you don't put the warning up and then people throw fits yeah i just (laughs) I have such a hard time with I this. do too. I do too. And I don't know what exactly it is. Yeah, I can't pinpoint it either. I, I'm trying to think like, what, okay, what? I could live with them. Like, right. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be triggered by the trigger warnings. Right. Exactly. If, if I'm sitting in a, in a, um, I'm at a play and like mm-hmm. something's going to be coming up that might be offensive to you. Right. I, I'm going to think it's dumb. Right. So I, I just wish they weren't there. I guess I guess maybe with more theater it makes sense. So like there's a picture on this article that says this production contains strobe lighting effects, sudden loud noises, which could be uh, you know warnings for those with maybe health concerns, right? Yeah. Um, or theatrical ha- fog and haze. But then it says scenes of violence, adult language, sexual situations, adult humor and content. So. You know, maybe with a theater, it, it makes a little more sense to put that on for a show. Mm-hmm. But what I'm thinking about is like the movie, like if you're going to an R-rated movie, I think those things are kind of assumed that those might be in that film. Oh, for sure. It may be violent. It may be vulgar. It may be sexual. Um, but I think that the argument is that like even outside of the theater, like, hey, heads up, just so you are double aware. Mm-hmm. I guess. I just don't know how we got here. Right. It it seems to so um uh Jen is actually part of like different babies and mom groups on mm-hmm. Facebook and stuff and she says that one of her groups like if they're going to post something most of the time they they preface it with like trigger warning and then they discuss whatever they're discussing. Does it, does the trigger warning stop anybody? I uh, Like what happens if like trigger warning this person who is offended by that sees trigger warning, reads the topic sentence, continues reading, <laughs> still gets triggered, right. and then complains about it in the comment section. Well, I guess you're you're covered because you said trigger warning, but they're still complaining. Right, right. So if I'm reading an article and it says trigger warning, um, stop all, giving these people their pound of flesh because they're going to keep taking right. more. All immigrants must die, and then you're like, whoa! If I read that headline, I'm going to read the rest of the article, right? even if it says trigger warning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally agree. Um, and, and is that supposed to be? Is, and is trigger warning supposed to? I, I don't understand. Like, make them feel better. Feel, feel better, but also is like, is that in a way like almost trying to like limit limit speech in a way? Oh, don't even. <laughs> well, what do you mean? What like, do you mean? Like, well, I think that's this, an interesting. This, this is going to be like so. The, what's going to be what's going to be said is uh, is going to be offensive to some, right? So. We don't want so if you're offended, we we gave you the trigger warning. Don't be commenting. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like so, like anything you say, anything you say that could be 
like That's arguing an interesting any, take. Any, like I'm not maybe I'm not offended but I have a I have a fundamental disagreement with what was said mm-hmm. underneath the trigger warning I'm not necessarily triggered about it but I want to have a discussion about what was said but I'm like but there are people like bro why don't you read the trigger warning right. we don't want you we don't want you in here this is only, this comments. is only for people who Agreed. aren't a triggered right. or aren't triggered by it yeah. I'm not triggered right. I'm just having a, trying to have a discussion it, does you do you think that those trigger warnings in a way in maybe not in theater mm-hmm. but in 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 written dis, in open forums right as a way to like insulate certain ideologies i did not think that that's where you were going <laughs> i thought you were talking about the people who were reading and being triggered but now you're talking about limiting voices by kind of putting that that asterisk at the mm-hmm. top to say yeah. like oh right now you can't see um I think of uh, Talladega Nights. I can't remember the quote right now. I'm trying to look it up. But Ricky Bobby's like, you know, with all due respect, uh, you know, fuck you or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> here it is. Hold on. If you don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. Yeah, it's, dude. I dude. When that movie came out, I lived with a in a house with five guys. Mm-hmm. We, it was on. It, it was never not off. It was just on the TV on repeat. If somebody walked by the TV and saw that it was on the menu, they'd press play and then just walk <laughs> off. Dude, it was so bad. We would constantly, uh, yeah, with all due respect. And remember, I'm saying with all due respect, that idea ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's oh, the same man. idea. Like, with all due respect, whatever you're saying is stupid. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It, or, or it doesn't matter. So you're prefacing. I, I like that idea that you're, you're talking about. Is that a way of limiting speech? I really, I don't know, but I like that concept to explore that idea. Mm-hmm. Because they might be saying something offensive or racist, and it's like, well, no, listen, I, even though I said a super racist thing, I did say, you know, with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, with all due respect, I hate Mexicans. It's like, wh- what? No, you can't say that. I'm Mexican. But I gave you a trigger warning. Yeah, you can't be triggered. I warned you. Ooh, that's a good point. I, I don't know. I don't, personally don't know anybody who, I don't know, who's necessarily triggered by those things. I feel like a lot of people kind of agree or, or view things as like, wow, I mean, come on. But maybe maybe that's where we're stuck in this little bit of an echo chamber of like, where does this idea come from or where, you know what I mean? Well, I just think everybody is against trigger warnings until you're triggered. I and think then, that's then, fair. And then you want a trigger Oh, okay. Warning. Yeah. Oh boy! I th- maybe not everybody. That's too general, right? But no, no, no. I totally agree. I think I, you know, I just, uh, I have a buddy who was in the military. Two of my buddies, um, and it's funny because both of those guys that were in the military, we say the t- most terrible, rude things to each other. Um, always joking. The, the terrible things that I'm going through sometimes in my life. We'll joke about and he'll just burn me about it and we'll laugh about it. But we understand that that's that's the bar for us. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's the limit. Like there is no limit. Like just go for the gut. Um, I just think it's interesting that the, it, that's the military thing. But he's always just like, dude, what I appreciate about you is you can joke with me on that level. I can't imagine seeing unless it's racist, obviously, or. I mean, I guess offensiveness is subjective, but yeah. I think generally, like, if something was racist, I'd be like, I'd have to step up and say something. Um, but I mean, you know, even like art, like a movie, mm-hmm. if they're depicting racism, it's hard to watch. 12 Years a Slave was 
oh, it was rough to watch. But I, I don't know. It, it, there's a reason they they make it that real. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a reason they show those things. Mm-hmm. Um, even 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 like a horror film. Um, I'm thinking about one in particular where uh, a woman gets raped. Like, I don't know. It's hard to watch, and I can't imagine as somebody who's been raped to watch that how hard that is. So maybe that a situation like that, you know, would deem a trigger warning. But I don't. I, I whenever I go see a movie, and I think it's going to be. I don't know why I do this, but you think it's going to be extreme or too too much, um, like a horror movie. Like I like watching horror movies. Sometimes they just go too far with just like just showing tits to show tits. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, come on, that's just tasteless. Like, well, they know that their movie sucks. So right. that's the only way they're going to keep the knuckle dragging dudes <laughs> entertained. Knuckle dragging. <laughs> yeah, not us elite duck callers. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Oh, that was a good one. I'm just kidding. I love you, buddy. Um, but I'll look on IMDb just to kind of see like the explicit content. Like it'll rate it. Like this is this got a pretty big foul language or blah blah blah. And like you know they'll rate it. I'm like, oh okay, it doesn't seem too bad. Which I guess is my own trigger filter. I don't. Yeah, I, right? I don't know. It's just, I mean, speech is so culturally driven, mm-hmm. and what we choose to what what. What language is appropriate in different settings is so social. Is, is, is it's all in social context. Absolutely. So there's definitely like these trigger warnings rising up and becoming mm-hmm. almost a norm mm-hmm. in certain contexts. Right. Is such a reflection of where we're at culturally. Mm-hmm. And I I just would love to sit down and try to dissect what it is about our culture that that is creating these trigger warnings. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, is it a good? Is is it a good thing? Is it just a? Sh- it, it maybe doesn't have to be. Maybe there doesn't need to be a normative tag attached to this. Maybe it's just it's a reflection of where our culture is currently. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a good or bad thing. Right. I don't know. I just well, and you know, right there with you're saying, I think I think I I know I agree. It doesn't have to be a good or bad thing. But another thing that is kind of reinforced throughout our culture today is it does have to be a good or bad thing. Mm-hmm. It has to be black or white. It is either it's either checking the box or it isn't. Yeah, if I feel I, like yeah, I feel like all I've said is like how it's a bad thing. But now I'm trying to backtrack and say it doesn't have to be a good or bad thing. Well, am I a hypocrite right now? I mean, how many times have I been a freaking hypocrite? <laughs> 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 what was it? Uh, talking about filming shows last week, I was just like, yeah, I hate it. And then I like for two sentences later, I'm like, yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> But um, no, 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 I don't think I think it, we're just talking it out. That's mm-hmm. why long form discussion so great is not we're saying, yes, it's annoying. But then you really get to start to think about it. And you're like, well, I guess in some situations, if it's not triggering me or hurting me, what does it matter? If you walk past a movie you're going into and it's saying, hey, warning, by the way, this is might have some sexually aggressive scenes. You just walk by and you go in the movie. But somebody who maybe is sensitive to those things walks by and goes, Ooh, that might be, that might be the limit for them. That sure. might be the one thing that gets them to, to, to not want to mm-hmm. go in there because of their own experiences. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's very complicated. Yeah. I think, I think for, for us, it's just very easy for us to just go, Oh, what a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is for me. I just, I just say like, why like you, I mean, even the idea of safe spaces on colleges you and i have talked a lot about it and this might be controversial but 
I think initially, initially I'm just like, oh my gosh, relax. But then you dissect it, you pick it apart a little bit more, you get to see like, I've been blessed. I've been through a lot of hardships, but some are not as hard as others. And I think that if we're going to be preaching empathy all the time, maybe not everybody's a bunch of pussies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of that is fine until it starts to become authoritative in nature. Yes, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I absolutely if it's And it's a, such a fine line. It is a fine line. Yeah. Um you want to be I think I think putting up a warning sign to be thoughtful or conscious of other people's experiences, I think that's fine. But when you're when it becomes authoritative and policing, then that's dangerous and you don't want to do it. Even those who do argue and advocate for limiting and and monitoring speech I don't think they're really thinking about the consequences of those things. Um, you know, I watch Steven Crowder sometimes mm-hmm. and I've talked a lot about, you know, I, Jen was like, why do you watch him? And I was like, you know, he's right wing and he can be a little extreme sometimes, but it gives me a little perspective, not only of what maybe the other side is thinking, but also how liberals kind of look sometimes yeah. and how extreme they can be in their arguments. And his most recent video was, uh, hate speech isn't wrong or isn't real changed my mind this is the second time he's done this video and i've talked to you before about the first time he did it and i said you know what really bugged me about that video is he's wearing a sign that says hate speech isn't real people come up to him and they're like yeah it is like if if you say racial slurs that's hateful like if you're in a hate group and you're saying hateful things online like that's hate speech well then he tricks him into that conversation and says no 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 no. i mean legislatively it's it's not a real thing. And well, then you got to put right. That's so disingenuous. So that was the f- and that's what you said the first time for that first video. You said that's that's disingenuous. That's not fair. And I I said absolutely. That's what bothered me about the first video. He did it four days ago um, at a university. He had a sign up said hate speech isn't real. It draws the crowd in his supporters at the college, but also you know the opposition and some students sit down and they they talk to him and he's the first thing which I I even posted that I appreciated this about it is the first thing he says is let's define what we're talking about. Okay, that shows growth that he realized that he screwed up the first time. Right, and he says I'm talking about legislatively, and then from then on. I'm not a, I'm not disagreeing with him because I agree as far as hate speech there is no in the United States there is no definition of hate speech there is in UK and Canada and you can get in trouble for those things mm-hmm. and yeah there was a um, reporter that was jailed mm-hmm. in England for hate speech because he was speaking at the halls in the front of a um, of a court mm-hmm. that was uh, where there was on trial like seven um, Middle Eastern, like ethnic Middle Eastern men mm-hmm. who were running a, um, a uh, uh, like a, um, like almost, it was almost like the movie Taken where it was like, right. it was uh, like a sex ring. Sex ring. Thank right. You. I, can, yeah. I couldn't think of that. Yeah. And he was saying all this stuff about Muslims. Uh-huh. At the foot, of, at the and in, in front of the court, and right. they arrested him for hate speech, mm-hmm. and that caused this whole big thing of, right. of like the alt right in UK, Just right? Something I thought. No, of. no, no. And Stephen Crowder, some examples I haven't looked into like his examples and to see if they're valid, but he uses an example of I guess somebody posted rap lyrics on their Facebook and got in trouble by the government, 
Really? Yeah. And then the, the exam, another example that I think I, I'm pretty sure I read about was that, have you seen that dog who does the Nazi salute? No. <laughs> it's this little like bulldog and the guy, the trainer, he, the guy is, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. However tasteful, you know, we can get into, but he, he did it as a joke, but he trained his dog. So when he said Heil Hitler, the dog would like raise his paw up. Oh, I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he did it as a joke. Again, however tasteful, we can, we can get into that. But he got in trouble, and he's looking at jail time for mm. training his dog to do that. That's... So again, yeah. getting into... And those are the examples Stephen Crowder was using. I mean, there are extreme. And, and, and one, one, one person came to him and argued, you know, can you... Of all these cases that you're t- telling me about, people getting in trouble for hate speech is there any one that you know maybe maybe one or two that you think are acceptable and he said no i live in the united states uh, everybody there is freedom of speech i don't think anything that these people are getting in trouble for is acceptable and then they specified you know in, inciting violence or you know screaming fire in the theater they talked about all those things um which i agree you know those things those can be problematic but you know, it's just interesting hearing this other side of the argument of like, what if what if somebody, a popular figure, is saying hateful things, spewing hateful rhetoric, and it kind of influences somebody to commit an act of violence? And that's what a lot of the students were advocating for was finding a way to police that or hold the people who were speaking hatefully accountable for another person's actions. Mm. But that's a slippery slope. It is. So... Yeah, I don't know how you go. You you can't. Right. You, you can't in a free society. You you can't. Right. You're gonna be when you have a free society. You're there's things you give up. Yeah. And being offended is <laughs> one of those things that right. you're just gonna have to, I think, just deal with in a right. free society, because yeah. the alternative is much worse. Oh, much worse. And there is no perfect system. No. No, absolutely not. But anytime we see that policing of language. Um, historically or the suppression of expression you know vocally yeah it's dangerous and it doesn't end well yeah democracy in general our system is messy right it's not maddening it's maddening at times with how slow it can be right how slow it can be to change Mm -hmm. but look at the alternative right so i mean i don't know to recap as far as the trigger warnings um I think I think we kind of had a little bit of a turnaround as far as like eh, I mean if it if it helps somebody feel better then it it does. But initially I'm like, oh jeez. I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What are you thinking? I, I that's about it. I just I think the initial reaction is going to be like, oh, those damn liberals. Right. Oh, like, me too. Yeah. And I am one. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like the same thing with like like safety warnings, like, mm-hmm. um, like don't iron your clothes w- like while wearing them. <laughs> Just stuff like that. Like, I love those. <laughs> I honestly love those. Go ahead though, finish your thought, and I'll tell you why. We just can't. Ha- I mean, at what point is it ridiculous that we can't have a dis? We literally can't have a disclaimer on everything. Mm-hmm. We have disclaimers on everything you purchase. Right. Now, every material item that is bought and sold right. in the United States has a disclaimer on it. Mm-hmm. Guns have now guns have these huge disclaimers like ruger post this huge like paragraph Mm -hmm. on the side of their barrels that says read owner's manual before use Mm -hmm. and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and 
Okay, I mean that's that's great, but now all of a sudden now every spoken word is going to have to come with a disclaimer, right? I mean, it, I mean, I guess that's that's the I might be oversimplifying it, and mm-hmm. that might just be going apocalyptic, and it may never get there. But <laughs> I just everything that when you said it's all, when art or yeah. any sort of performance, yeah, it's like we have to here we're going to have to stop mid performance. You know that this next scene mm-hmm. might have something that to some is offensive, right? But then there's also like p- trying to protect people from gross uh, misappro like uh, appropriate uh, like appropriating like terrible appropriation of mm-hmm. cultures or character like racist caricatures okay. of different cultures. Uh-huh. And I guess where is that line? I don't I, I don't know. I we're just rambling, but <laughs> well, that's like, it's for each. Okay. I guess it's for every individual to decide. Right. I think I think for is. the the warnings. Um, I think that's a result of maybe increasing lawsuits. You gotta. Pro- I mean that. You know what I mean? Like, if that person, I don't know, does well, iron like, their shirt. But do we have to slow down for these people? No. I, the people that are, are constantly offended and we have to slow down oh, everything? No, I, I don't. Or the person that irons their clothes while wearing them and then sues? Well, yeah. We have to We have to slow. I, I don't know. Just part of me is like, we have to slow down for these people? What do you mean slow down? Just grind our society to a complete litigious halt? Yeah. I... I does I mean? But do those warnings on those labels really uh, trigger you? <laughs> no, but it's it's ridiculous that somebody sued yeah. a company yeah. because they ironed their clothes while wearing right. them. Sued the ironing company, mm-hmm. so therefore, when there's an iron sold, it has right. to say the disclaimer: "Don't iron your clothes while wearing them." <laughs> the fact that we had a we have a we have a court system that mm-hmm. allowed that to be processed. Right. Up. Sometimes when <laughs> I don't know it. it <laughs> Why doesn't this is an interesting thought? Why didn't the shirt come with the labels that said when, "will will not withstand being ironed while war" or something? That was not well. We should we shouldn't have. I don't know. I just wish our it's it's it it's just it it's frustrating to me <laughs> for sure. I love those warnings though because a lot of time you get to see like the limit that somebody went to. Like whoa, somebody actually tried to iron their shirt while wearing it. I think that's interesting. The fact that we had taxpayer money that went to a court date uh-huh. about something like that. Right. That's just an increase in lawsuits, though. I mean, it's just everybody sues for everything. Somebody sued Red Bull for for their campaign that it gives you wings because it didn't actually give him wings. Yeah, that person <laughs> should be thrown. The person who brought that and the lawyer that brought that to the court. Uh-huh. Should be thrown in jail for wasting court time. Right. Okay. That's how you stop that. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you bring like insanely. But who is the judge? What's insane and what isn't insane? It doesn't give you wings, Jake. Understand marketing. (laughs) Now, now I love those commercials because it says wings, but there's like four eyes in it. Like wings, oh, so they could say it's not. They weren't actually saying right. Wings. There's that little loophole, this dude. It's society. law, man. This is society we live in. People in Africa, like, are worried about surviving, surviving, eating, 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 not getting eaten by a tiger or right. A lion. Right. Not a zoologist. And bears. Oh my. And bears. <laughs> and we're worried about. If Red Bull gives if you wings. And we're suing, we're suing a company of, because Red Bull didn't actually give us wings. Right. 
Figure it out, people. Well, you're thankful for this country. I am thankful for this country. <laughs> There's things I would like. I would like to. I would. There are things I would like to see changed. Right. I just don't want to see a disclaimer on everything. Right. I don't want to have to be, as we're in radio and we're, and we're doing a podcast. I don't mm-hmm. want to have to like. It's concerning to me that I might have to be like one time. Well, now that I'm talking about President Trump, I should explain that there's a disclaimer that right. you might be triggered when right. I say he's a threat to democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little worrisome. You know, one thing that we were talking about last night was the FCC rules and regulations. Like, I'm not very familiar with them. Yeah, me neither. And that worries me. I mean, what if we say something that, you know, violates those things? I think it has to do with advertisement. I think so, too. But, I mean, it's just like, whoa, like, that's a little concerning. But then, yeah, I think you have a good point of, of, I mean, maybe we should put a trigger warning on the podcast. Hey, you might be offended by some of the things we say. I think we came up with a name for our podcast, though. What's that? For No, for, like, this episode. Oh, for what's that? Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Perfect. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, it, like I said, and I think that what we've kind of found through this is it's very layered, very convoluted kind of topic i think i think you put it well when you said it's it's kind of up to the individual to decide um if you walk past a warning in a movie theater and the warning alone bugs you and triggers you well i guess you have a right to be annoyed by that um i don't know it it, it comes back to that that overcorrection. yeah for correction i guess it comes down to is i'm fine with the warnings mm-hmm. as long as there's not like legitimate like in certain contexts, right. in terms of like intellectual property, uh-huh. not necessarily like a material asset, mm-hmm. but something where like the only thing that can be heard is somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. If you're not inciting violence, right? I don't. Th- I don't feel like there should be a disclaimer for potential hurt. Here's here's an interesting example that I was just thinking about: is uh, Joe Rogan to stand up? Mm-hmm. Every show, there's a warning outside of his show that says. You will probably be offended by something that I say. And you will probably, like, you may be, if, I, I wish I could find it right now, but he has, like, like I'm going to be vicious and dirty and disgusting. Like, he over-prepares people, mm-hmm. and then when they get in there, he just makes a little, you know, dick fart jokes every now and then. But he puts that warning there to, like, kind of, I, I he says it, you know, to cover his ass a little bit, but also to just be like. Yeah, I, I, I feel... As long as there's not actual legal ramifications for what is said mm-hmm. on in terms of just talking right. and performances, I, I guess I'm not going to throw a huge fit about there being a disclaimer outside of the entrance. Mm-hmm. Right here. Uh, Joe Rogan's comedy show will contain the strongest language and material content imaginable. This show is for mature audiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Right, because then at that point, if the only thing you could possibly be triggered by is, well, I mean, that wasn't the strongest. Yeah. You know what I mean? For so sure. So kind of, he kind of overcorrects he can, he condi- for that. He conditions them. And then, right. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, that's maybe that's it, is to overcorrect and condition for those situations and scenarios. I think, I think it's a completely different conversation when you're talking about if they're interrupting a show or in, in, um, uh, intermission saying like hey these next few scenes mm-hmm. are going to be that's a little yeah i think but as much as okay there's we're, we're saying we're starting to say that there might be some obligation by in certain contexts where people have to warn right. there all should should be an understood like implied etiquette for mm-hmm. people who are offended about how they're going to act mm, i think so like even like again for comedy show is, is an example like people yelling out when they don't like something or a topic that's being brought up mm-hmm. 
that should never be okay. Yeah. Because you're you're there to watch and experience art. Somebody has worked very hard to construct a set or a joke or a punchline. And maybe you yelling out something has completely ruined the punchline. Like, yes, a lot of times comedians will start with something offensive and then get a roundabout way to a punchline where you actually find out that they're just joking. They don't mean the offensive thing that they said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's 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 a cat and mouse game. You, he, you have to let it stew and play a little bit with comedians. And if you've yelled something out like, I don't like that. Like there have been examples of, of comedians just going or uh, audience members just going next. As soon as somebody starts a joke, somebody just yells next. And it's like you haven't even given it a chance just because you don't like the content. So I, I absolutely agree. There needs to be. You know, if 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 there's going to be a give one way, there has to be a give the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean that. Yeah, I think that's where this. At least we're starting. I mean, at least there's a convers. We're having a conversation about this, right? And maybe we're wrong. We won't always have the answers, but we'll have the conversation. <laughs> yep. 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 <sighs> All right, guys. I think that's it for Jake and I. Yep, it's been a good one. Yeah. Um. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, and as always, thank you. For listening in next week's episode this is episode 25 next week's episode 26 mm-hmm. and i think that's going to mark half of the year yeah we've been doing this half for almost year, half a year which is crazy and, and you said you have something special for me yes i am well because when i said that <laughs> my uh interview mm-hmm. was the second most embarrassing moment of my life mm-hmm. i haven't said what the number one thing is okay and i will and for our bicentennial right uh, or no, like our bi-yearly annual biannual um, <laughs> mark here mm-hmm. at episode twenty-six. I will reveal what my, I will tell the story of my most embarrassing moment. I can't wait. So tune in next week for Jake's most embarrassing moment. And I might bring a goose call. Oh, all hear me goose please call. do it. All right, that'll be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, uh, you know where we're at. Thanks for listening. Yep. Bye. Bye. Say what you mean.